0: My name is Jean Gallagher, and welcome to the second show of Discover Rising Tides: How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. Through this series, we'll be talking with b- women business owners and understanding their journey. Today, I'm excited to introduce to you Becky, Becky Haskell, co-owner of, co-owner of uh, Scenic Bows, an adventure elopement, uh, I always struggle with that word. elopement photography team she grew up in the east coast like me and has always loved the outdoors in 2009 she worked for Yosemite National Park for a summer and her life has changed forever she currently lives in her converted sprinter van so there's going to be some jealousy here too in this conversation with her partner Brian and together they travel the world exploring new places and learning about new cultures and enjoying the wilderness Scenic Vows was created as a way to connect back to the outdoors and share that connection with couples looking to elope. Look. Hi, Becky. Hey, how's it going? Great. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we start on your information, we have to do this little quick, hey, I'm from the East Coast too, peace. <laughs> so <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we always got to talk about those roots. So how did you end yeah. up out on the West Side? Oh, good question. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts, uh, lived there until I was 18 and then was like, I got to get out of (laughs) here. So I headed south for college. um, And in my junior year, a friend of mine said, hey, do you want to go work in Yosemite for the summer? Mm. I said, yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) So we road tripped cross country and spent four or five months in Yosemite working in the valley, loving it, loving exploring the West Coast. Um, Then I came back to graduate and after that just headed back out west i couldn't stay away that's awesome yeah and there's such a difference between it's funny because there's such a difference between the east coast and the west coast but there's a lot of similarities and where you are especially down there on the coast where you are today there's Mm -hmm. so many similarities between the coast of california and the coast of new england yeah it's true that's a good point i don't really ever put them together but yeah Mm -hmm. very true (laughs) except for the weather (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's that so so tell us tell us a little bit about scenic vows or a lot of it about scenic vows and how it started and what you do and yeah Hmm. cool um so scenic vows is like you said an adventure elopement photography team and what does that mean um adventure elopements have taken on this kind of new stigma in the wedding industry where elopements used to mean running away in secret and not telling anyone and going to Vegas. Um, Now instead it has more of a uh, do what you want to do for your wedding day um, idea behind it. Um, It's more about creating a really intentional day that is special to you and your partner. And it's doing exactly what you want to do and not letting anyone tell you, you have to do this or you have to do that. Um, I was looking at your Instagram account and that's exactly what it looked like too. And I was really surprised because I had that, oh, let's just secretly take off and, and the pictures are stunning. And it it just really looked like everybody was having a wonderful time. Yeah. It's been incredible um, hearing these ideas that couples have and then being able to make it come true and kind of, you know, work with them to really find out what they want to do for their day and things that they love doing together that are special to them. And then coming up with a plan for them and working out all the logistics and then capturing the whole day um, of their elopement. It's really special. So do they bring family members with them or is it truly just them? Yeah, great question. Um, So typically for our elopements, we work with up to 10 people. So Mm -hmm. we've had couples invite their parents siblings, uh, parents, like aunts and uncles, Um, but yeah, we usually stay in that 10 people max area. It just makes it easier for if you want to do more of a backpacking or do somewhere that's not right off the side of the road. You know, if you want to go a bit further, (laughs) it's easier with 10 people than like 30 people. So you're not driving around in the car, everybody's all dressed up and they go, oh, wait here. (laughs) Not not usually, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, so how does, so what's a typical, what's a, is, is there a typical example or? So that's, that's really hard to say because they're all so different really depending on the couple and what they want for their day. Usually um, we have a couple different package options. So it's just dependent on how many hours they want covered for their day. But usually it's, you know, a couple different locations and a couple of different activities. And, I mean, that can range from backpacking, hiking, to kayaking, canoeing, helic- helicopter ride, hot air balloon ride. I mean, it, it can, can really be anything. It. Yeah. Wow. Anything that they're imagining. Um, and then we kind of work off of that and just add stuff, take stuff away. It's it's really just a, kind of whatever the couple wants. So, the logistics of that, if there's really something out there, that must be challenging or difficult to schedule or how does that work yeah so I mean there's so much that goes into it besides just photography Um, obviously we're there to take awesome photos and make sure you have those memories and you know they're hanging in your home and you remember it forever but we're also there to help with all of the logistics. Um, mm-hmm. So we really kind of act as guides in a way where we're helping to supply the information and those contacts for that helicopter ride and, you know, all of that stuff. We love digging in and doing the planning side of it as well. It's been really fun to make connections with other vendors like hair and makeup and florists, um, and kind of see this whole vision come together with the help of other people as well. So it really is so much more than just showing up and taking pictures. Yes, definitely, and that's what we want to encourage too. Like people do still have that mindset that elopement is like, oh, let's just go to the courthouse and then take the pictures. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that, which is what's really cool, you know. It um, again, this term adventure elopement has this stigma kind of of being it has to be a backpacking trip and you have to hike 12 miles and that's not how we see it. We're all about like how the couple defines adventure and what that means to them. Because to me, a, a bike ride can be an adventure. You know, it, it really depends on your mindset and the way you look at things and the way you define adventure. Um, So we're kind of inclusive for all. We're not saying you have to do some crazy backpacking trip. If you want to, you're not going to bungee cords off of something else (laughs) to make it the right thing. Yeah. So how did, so how did it all start? Yeah, so um, a couple of years ago, we were, my partner Brian and I were both working uh, jobs in cities. He was working in commercial photography, um, working for big name brands, and I was working as a substitute teacher. And we both realized we weren't spending a lot of time in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to change that. We wanted to be able to get back into nature and to be able to show people and encourage people to also be out in nature. Um, so we came up with scenic vows. Um, we wanted it to be a way to connect back to the wilderness, connect back to nature. And like I said, be kind of a guide or inspiration and encouragement to couples to really get out and, and enjoy and explore. Were there many other people doing this or was this, I had honestly never heard of this until we talked. Yeah, it's funny because being in the industry, I can think of like hundreds, thousands of people that are doing it. However, there, you know, there's been a handful of really um, leaders, I guess that you could say in the industry that started out back in 2015 with this idea of adventure elopements and they've kind of blown up in the industry. And then especially after last year with COVID, you know, people couldn't have large weddings. And they were like, "Oh, well, yeah, let's pivot, and I like this idea of being outside, and it just being us and us doing what we really want to do, and inviting the third cousin we never talked to, you know <laughs> like, it got to be much more intimate and personal well, personable. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty, it's pretty cool being in this kind of newer industry that's mm-hmm. sort of starting to take off a lot. And you're primarily in Yosemite. For this, yes. Yeah, um, we've spent a lot of time in Yosemite and the surrounding areas, Mammoth and Bishop. Um, Mm -hmm. We love it. We, (laughs) it's our second home for sure. Um, Our dream with scenic Bows is to take it everywhere. Um, We're moving, hoping to go to Montana this summer Mm -hmm. um, and shoot some elopements there. Um, And then, I mean, ideally, we'd love to go to New Zealand and do work there, and Iceland, and. Go international with it. That would be phenomenal. Really, yeah. what a great plan. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about your background in Yosemite, because I think that there's, we had talked a little bit about this before in your experience there, and I'd like to touch on that, um, and and then also what what the community is like there and how it's changed over time. Yeah, sure. So my first experience with Yosemite, like I said, was in 2009. I went out for a summer and just, yeah, fell in love with the community there, the mountains, areas surrounding Yosemite, California in general. It, it, it just, yeah, stole my heart for sure. Um, my partner, Brian, had a similar experience. He went out, uh, I don't remember what year, but it was quite a while ago. He went out for a summer and then ended up just staying summer after summer. And then it turned into not seasonal jobs. And it was year-round work. Um, And he ended up staying for about 12 years. So Mm -hmm. we both definitely have that connection to Yosemite. Um, And when we started Scenic Vows, since we were there so much, a lot of our work just started coming from there, Um, which is amazing because it gives us an excuse and a reason to stay (laughs) around and keep going back. Um, Yeah, I feel like the things have changed a lot in the park over the years. Um, Some good changes, some bad changes. The company switched hands after I left, after I stopped working there. Mm-hmm. Um, and just hearing from friends that still work there, it's definitely been a, a change. <laughs> um, there's been such a push for everyone to be outdoors, which there's not, obviously, there's nothing wrong with that because that's just internally so important to me as well. But I've noticed, too, just the, the volume of people and yeah. how it really affects the outdoors. And yeah. and whether it happens to be the flora or fauna and how important things like we've no trace are and mm-hmm. to, to be able to still have these resources so that we can all use them for years to come, but also take care of them along the way. And I think that you did a lot of work with. Leave No Trace and talking to people about that as well. And maybe let's touch on that for just a minute because maybe a lot of people out there aren't familiar with what Leave No Trace really is and you're spending any time in the outdoors, even if it's in your backyard, I think it's important to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Um Leave No Trace has been huge in our lives I don't, since we started being outdoors. Um, and even more now that we have uh, business, it's really important to us to educate people and encourage people to continue going outside but to remember where they are and how they can take care of that space um yeah for those who don't know leave no trace is a series of principles um Mm -hmm. about exactly that leaving no trace when you're outside in the wilderness and leaving things how you found it or better Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's been a huge thing with our couples we love you know educating them and making them aware if they're not and also other photographers. There's you know, a lot of people that come into the park that have never been, don't mm-hmm. necessarily spend that much time outside or in national parks, and just aren't aware of how important Leave No Trace is. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been, it's been great to be able to continue that education for people. Um, one really cool thing that Yosemite does is their yearly or annual facelift, um, mm. which is a cleanup that they do every fall kind of after the busy season dies off. Um, we've been in the park the last three years for facelift, and Brian had been there a few years before that. Um, it's a week-long uh, cleanup where volunteers come in and just pick up trash around the valley. Wow. Um, in the high country, I mean, anywhere people can go, really, they're picking up trash. So, it's people come from overseas, it's little kids, it's elderly really? people. I mean, it's yeah, it's an awesome event that they put on. Um, lots of They do like raffles at the end of the day. So lots of big name brands are donating um, gear and supplies and stuff so that people can win as kind of a push to get people to pick up more trash. Um, So, yeah, that's we love being there for that. It's a great community and, uh, you know, everyone's there doing the same thing. And we always say this is our backyard. Like we want it to look nice and we want it to stay nice for as long as we can. So what's a good resource to find out information on on the on the week um, yeah the Yosemite Park Service puts out information on it I think they've already started talking about it either on their Instagram um, or their website mm-hmm. and then as it gets closer to the event they'll roll out like what's happening that day and they have different speakers come and um, all that stuff. I can find the website for you if you want to post it. Yeah, we can, we can post that. definitely post that later. And then we can also post the Leave No Trace link too, because that organization is really, really important to the livelihood of the outdoors. And I listened to a podcast, um, a few weeks ago on Backpacker Radio. So shout out to them. And, um, and I'm going to mess up this guy's name. Ben Lawton, I think his last name was, He's okay. a education director for, and don't quote me, I could be wrong, could have that exact title wrong, but for Leave No Trace. And, you know, oh, I thought cool. I yeah. was fairly educated and listening to that. I mean, there were, there's there's so much information that yeah. everybody needs to learn. Yes, definitely. We just did a course last year for um, Leave No Trace Photography Awareness. Oh, wow. So we are a Leave No Trace Aware photographer. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. which yeah it was a great information some that we knew and some that we didn't know so i like you i feel like i'm always learning more about leave no trace and you know what you should do in certain situations and Mm -hmm. do so yeah Yeah. always learning yeah and it's not just the high sierras too or the backcountry it's the local trails and i've noticed that even on the local trails here in town through the through the state recreational areas that it's messy yeah Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I know. I and think even the, even things like orange peels, because right. people think, well, an orange peel is natural, so it's okay to yeah. go on the ground, but it there's no orange tree next to where that orange peel was dropped. It doesn't belong. Exactly. There. Yeah. I think that's one of the pieces of trash or whatever that Brian sees that makes him the most angry. Oh, like, yeah. Orange peels. There's orange peels. <laughs> But um, the cool thing about facelift this past year, since they weren't having everyone join together in Yosemite, they did, like, a virtual facelift, so they were encouraging everyone to pick up trash in their local area. Oh, wow. Which was really neat. I mean, I think because Yosemite wasn't as busy last year due to uh-huh. COVID restrictions, it didn't need as much cleanup there. I mean, sure, it still needed some, and we were there and were able to go around the valley, but... If for them to encourage people to clean up in their local areas, at trails and crags and everything, was really cool to see. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. So we'll, we'll definitely put a link to that as well because anything that we can do to make people know or help people know about that is really great. So, yeah, one of the – you had um, mentioned just the transition between the regular job, if you will, and the needing to get outside – and how do you think that changed you? I I mean, I know for me, my mental status, my mood, everything improves when I'm outdoors and active mm-hmm. and in fresh air and nature. Um, so I know for me personally, it, that changes dramatically. Um, yeah, I, I think it affects a lot of people that way. And so um, I know we talked earlier about 2020 and how it was tough, but it also like pushed me to be outside a lot. Mm-hmm. Cause I knew like mentally I needed to be outside and I needed to be in nature and getting out and doing mm-hmm. stuff that was good for me. Yeah, I as well. And even, it was a little bit more challenging um, yeah. to do that, but just, just the, the fresh air and getting out of the four walls was really important. So yeah. let's talk about a different four walls. Those four <laughs> walls that have wheels under them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, so van life. So how did that happen? How does that work? And yeah. So Um, I was, after I graduated college and a few years in between, I was living overseas for a few years. Um, Brian and I had met just before I left. And while I was away, he bought a van and built Mm -hmm. it. And it's beautiful. He did a great job. Um, and when I returned, he pretty much said, Hey, do you want to move into my van with me? Um, yeah, so I moved in and, um, I guess it's been about three years now off Mm -hmm. and on that we've been doing van life. Um, we, we really love it. It's, it's definitely not for everyone. And it takes a certain type of person to live in a hundred square feet with your partner. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's been awesome for us and kind of opened up a lot of opportunities to explore and adventure and really get to see these places in depth versus, like, just staying at a hotel or an Airbnb. Um, yeah. It, it really – it makes a difference. So so we have a Sprinter van, but everybody that knows me knows that I'm a pretend minimalist <laughs> <laughs> because we have too much stuff. It's hard yeah. to haul – Motorcycles and the van and the paddle boards and all those things. The toys. So, which is, it's always the toys. toys. <laughs> it's always the toys, right? And the dog. <laughs> yeah. So, but but um, we we actually haul the airstream with the sprinter. But so. being able to get to be out and not yeah. being in a hotel and going someplace and being outside, it's such a difference. So. Yeah. I really would like to be more than a pretend minimalist, but I'm I'm super challenged. I need I need Marie Kondo or something. It's <laughs> I'm tough. <funny. laughs> yeah, it's tough. We even just we've been living in an apartment for the winter and mm-hmm. are heading back into the van soon and I you know, I'm looking around at all this stuff we've accumulated <laughs> being here for like 3 months. So yeah, it's it's definitely once you move out of the van, it's very easy to collect stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's been fun and it does, you know, we like that it cuts down on stuff and know, we're trying to be better about being sustainable and cutting down on our carbon footprint and, mm-hmm. you know, hoping that by living van life, that's doing some of that. So when you leave where you are and you head out to Montana first, or, or do you, are you swinging through Yosemite? (laughs) Yosemite first. We have a couple of elopements coming up. So So yeah. On the way. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Always on the way. So, so what, what is, what's life like on the, in the van? What is it like to be able to be that mobile or. um, Yeah, Yeah. It's, it's been great. We love it. It's, you know, we've, We've gotten in a groove with it for sure, and you have to find that groove again once you've been out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw friends of mine recently moved into the van and we're talking about how difficult it was. And I said, it is, it is very difficult. Um, it has different challenges that owning a house or renting a house does, but it's the same kind, you know, the sink breaks or, mm-hmm. you know, the stove isn't working. It's still those day-to-day bothersome things that come up um, but yeah it's given us like I said so much opportunity to really just explore um, we've, we've found a lot of places throughout California that we go back to because they're amazing um, and what are some of van. your favorite places? Um, we were down in San Diego not that long ago and just being on the coast right there is mm-hmm. incredible the beach there is amazing um, obviously Yosemite also up in Oregon, um, mm-hmm. Cape Kiwanda is like one of our favorite areas. It's yeah. And I feel like all of that we could have done living in a house or whatever, but I don't, there's something different about being able to see it all from the van and, you know, being able to stay there for a few days right there on the beach or, you know, mm-hmm. it just has more, um, Intimacy and adventure to it, I guess. It plugs of, you yeah. in. Yes, yes. It definitely plugs you in, and then you have the you have the privilege to be able to still work as long as there's self-reception. Exactly. <laughs> there's yeah. There's a challenge, but to be able yeah. to still work, still work and plan, and um and get the job done, if you will. Yeah. And and still enjoy enjoy the outside. And. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, have you been to the Alabama Hills? No, I haven't. I don't think oh, I have. How? Where is that? It's on, on the east side by Lone Pine. Oh, okay. No, I um, haven't. It's such a bizarre, awesome area. Just like giant boulders in the middle of nowhere. No cell service. And I mean, just a dream for like mountain biking and dirt biking and camping and hiking. It's, yeah. You've got Mount Whitney in the background just kind of towering over wow. you. It's incredible. Yeah. So put it on your list. <laughs> definitely go. It will yeah. definitely go on the list. So so you'll be in Yosemite for, so you have um, weddings set up for Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And then are you booking for Montana too? Or, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we're so doing now. Is that challenging? If you have so many contacts in Yosemite for doing adventure things, how do you, how do you do that for Montana? Yeah, so a lot of it, we've we've spent time in Montana, so we have, like, places that we've been to already that we loved. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a lot of it's just getting information from other vendors, reaching out to other photographers that are willing to share their inside spots or kind of just doing Google researches and getting on Google Earth and honing in on different locations and finding those, you know, glacier lakes in the middle of nowhere, Colorado. Wow. Yeah, it, it ties back into the whole planning and logistics thing. It's really something that we've fallen in love with doing also. It's it's fun to be able to just find these spots and be able to share them with couples. So. Yeah. So do you have um, – oh, well, let me ask you a question first. Sorry, I had two thoughts going through my head at the same time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, So do you see a difference in – Um, when you meet with couples and they think, oh, this is a great idea to the process and when it's completed, is there, is there just a, there has to be some sort of an, even a difference in their, in their relationship from going through this process. Is that fair to say? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I, like I said, I think there's still this idea that it's like, well, let's just go somewhere and get married and take snaps and pictures real quick. And so you know, we meet with them on the phone or in person if if COVID wasn't a thing, and um, get get to know each other and really just you know have them pour out every vision and idea that they're having, and working with them through the process. And then you know after their elopement day hearing, wow, that was way better than we ever imagined it could be. You know, like we thought we were just gonna go show up and take some quick photos, and instead it was this like whole day awesome experience not just like a quick photo shoot you know it's mm-hmm. it's really more of an experience than it is anything else it's an adventure and it's and while they had the experience they have it just happened to get married yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> they get to say their vows and you know promise their lives to each other in this awesome spot yeah and so if there's anybody listening out there that has any questions for Becky um, you can reach us at three two three five eight zero. 5755, um, feel free to call in and we can answer those questions while we're still here too. Yeah. That'd be so, fun. Yeah. So what, what's been your most exciting event? Hmm. Well, I, it's hard because all of our Yosemite elopements so far have been so different. Um, we had one couple, they had lived in Yosemite or lived in California before in a Volkswagen uh, VW bus. Mm-hmm. And so for their elopement, they were coming out and doing a week-long road trip in a rented VW bus. And so they had that in the park for the photos. Um, And it was just a fun, like, prop to add into the photos and the day. And it meant so much to them that it was, you know, it needed to be in the pictures because that was Mm -hmm. such a big part of their life. So stuff like that is really fun. Um, We've had kids involved, which... Mm -hmm. We're not always, like, big kid people, but having them be there on elopements or weddings um, can really add, like, a fun dynamic to things. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one little boy sing at the ceremony. He saying, all you need is love by the Beatles. And it's, oh, like, my word. Everybody's <laughs> just crying. crying you know? <laughs> so, yeah, we have some coming up that we're really excited about. We have one in Big Sur this weekend just a couple and their close friend officiating, which we're pumped about. Um, And then I think honestly, the ones that we really get excited about the most is when they're like, you guys are the experts. We trust you. Mm -hmm. You know, like we'll do what you think is best. Cause that's, you know, yeah, cause that's huge. You're like, oh, so much pressure. (laughs) Uh Yeah. But, you know, they're just down to have an adventure. They're so in love they don't really care where they're going to be they just want to be somewhere cool they want to have great photos and they want to have a great time and you know that that's fun because then we can be like oh this is yeah this is great we have all these ideas so it's fun now that's amazing so where were you guys 37 years ago because i think i want to redo this again <laughs> you know we do vow renewals you could do a you know 37 year vow renewal <laughs> uh, That's 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 amazing so so what do you do you ever, have there any been any stories of this isn't going to go well, but all of a sudden it just turns perfect? Yes, especially <laughs> last year. <laughs> uh, we had numerous uh, postponements, and then with fire season, it was like touch and go there for a while. Um, one couple was on their plan C. They had already canceled plan A and plan B. Plan C was, Um, late September in Yosemite during fire season. The Mm. park had been closed for the whole week leading up to their elopement day. Oh my. And we didn't think it was going to happen. Like we just thought it was, the park was not going to open. But, it happened. the Park opened Friday afternoon. The elopement was Saturday morning. We had blue skies. The, wow. The smoke cleared. Yeah, it was. That's a that's a that's a miracle because last year the smoke was so thick. Yeah, it was bad. And I mean, that whole week it was, you know, not healthy to be there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it, it cleared, and we were all just completely in awe and amazed. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was a beautiful day. The weather was perfect. It was incredible. Wow, that's amazing. So do you have a favorite location or do you have a favorite, I don't know if type is the right word? Um, I think we've done a lot in, at like Taft Point and Glacier Point and Mm -hmm. those locations are incredibly breathtaking, um, and super popular because that's what you find when you Google like Yosemite wedding or elopement, um. We're really excited this year to kind of push for more backpacking and hiking Mm -hmm. development. Um, After living in the park for as long as we did, there's so much in the high country and Mm -hmm. outside of the Valley. That's incredible. Um, So yeah, we're, we're excited to kind of like push a little more that way and, and pull out those hikers and see, you know, who's out there who's excited to do that and, do some overnight backpacking trips. Right, that so, brings yeah. a different piece of logistics to it, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, th- no, definitely. Um, we have a couple that was supposed to come this year, and they're coming from the U.K., so they aren't coming anymore this year. It's postponed till next year. Um, but they're doing an overnight backpacking trip, and we're going to hike up Four Mile and camp up there and then have their ceremony and then hike back down the next day. So we're excited about that. And yeah, looking forward to more like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So you said that, um, the plan is eventually working into international or other areas. And what would be your ideal? Where do you see your, where do you see yourself maybe next year or a couple of years down the road? Yeah, so we, as much as we love um, the flexibility of travel with the van, mm-hmm. it would be nice to have more of a travel schedule kind of set up. Um, ideally, we would love to be in Yosemite in the spring mm-hmm. and then possibly in Montana or Alaska in the summer mm-hmm. and then um, like the Pacific Northwest in the fall. Um, so we're kind of pushing and setting things up like that this year in hopes that next year it'll just kind of flow that way, obviously <laughs> with some, you know, spontaneous trips here and there. Um, but yeah, and then eventually, uh, we both have visited New Zealand and we're taken aback by it. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful country. Um, so we would love to get to New Zealand and photograph elopements there, um, but we also have a huge, long-running list of other countries we want to visit <laughs> and photograph in as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I lived in Thailand for two years, and so, like, Southeast Asia definitely has a soft spot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to get back there and kind of do something there as well. But, yeah, so that's kind of a loose plan. It's like the Yosemite, Montana, Pacific Northwest, and then Alaska, too. Mm-hmm. So. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. That, that's fantastic. Now, is there anything that I haven't asked you that, that we should cover? Mm-hmm. What's on I your know. list? Um, I feel like we covered a lot of what was on my list. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know that. I call that really success. well. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think we, yeah, covered everything. That's fantastic. I want to thank you so much for being here. And tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. We'll make sure we put your contact information in the show notes too. But tell us how, how to find you. Yeah, sure. So, again, our business is Scenic Vows, just like it sounds. So our website is www.scenicvows.com. And then on Instagram or Facebook, it's at Scenic Vows. Um, and then, good phone number if you want to just be direct and call um, 704-380-1474. And you are taking bookings for this coming year? Yep, yep. This year and into next year as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So thank you, thank you so much for spending the time with me today, and uh, it's been a, it's been really, really wonderful talking with you and learning about your business. So thanks so much, and best of luck. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.